Welcome to Growth Island, your go-to podcast on how to be the best version of yourself. Now, let's join your host, Mess Freeze, as he interviews high performers and experts in nutrition, meditation, exercise, relationships, business, general health, and life's bigger mysteries. Welcome to this episode of Growth Island. My name is Mass Fries and I am your host as always. And today I got the pleasure of speaking with a really cool guest about saunas. Both what are some of the benefits of a sauna and how do you build a really good sauna. And that's actually a question I've been getting quite a lot. And the ones of the video will see I'm sitting with a dog. I uh, got a dog home and uh, she is misbehaving and it's the first time I'm trying that. So uh, if you're on the video, that's why. And we also have a cat on the other side. So this is... Uh, a very human and animal uh, episode. But the expert that I got on is Lassi Likkanen. He is the author of two books on saunas. One of them is The Secret of the Finnish Sauna Design. The other one is in Finnish, which I'll get him to pronounce instead because that's not <laughs> that's normally not going that well. He has two doctor's degree. He uh, had a visit at Stanford University. He... Uh, has been writing around 200 articles, actually 300, but he only wanted to take credit for 200 being a good enough quality. And then he's an academic uh, career as well. He's been part of uh, around 100 peer-reviewed papers. So he knows how to do some research. So Leslie, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you very much for the invitation. It's my pleasure uh, to be here. Leslie, tell me a little bit more about saunas. Why, why do you love saunas that much? Well, uh, first thing is that uh, I have to take in consideration that I'm uh, here talking from a Helsinki in Finland, and the Finland uh, is uh, known for a couple of things. Uh, one of those things is sauna, or the, uh, in Finland we say sauna, and uh, that's probably the only word that's uh, kind of uh, recognized uh, from the Finnish, only word from the Finnish language recognized all around the world. And I think it's not, not that bad. Uh, it's going to be a description for our, uh, the Finnish culture and the whole country. I mean, uh, even Finnish people also tried very hard to get this uh, sauna emoji uh, back in the day, about seven years ago. But uh, that didn't quite work out as, uh, as we wanted. But uh, the sauna, sauna still exists. And uh, I think uh, most of the Finnish people are kind of proud about the um fact that we have sauna in almost every home and uh there's kind of very long the finnish i mean there are saunas also other places in the world but the finland is one of the few uh, countries in the world where there's been kind of a rather unbroken history uh of sauna culture and sauna bathing traditions so you have a lot of saunas what is we talked yeah, we, about it we, before we, yeah we uh, we do we do i think there's uh the, the finland probably uh, or definitely has the highest density of saunas uh, per population. So we have five and a half million people and at least two and a half million uh, saunas here in Finland. So uh, it's totally possible for every win, uh, uh, every Finn and even the visitors to fit in the saunas at the same time if they really want. That is quite impressive. I remember having to look up that fact several times when I've discussed it with friends. So the Finns definitely know something about saunas. So what are some of the health benefits that we know from saunas? Well, um, I mean, saunas offer different type of uh, health benefits, and I think uh, it's been quite interesting at times, uh, like since 2015, as uh, we've had 
quite a lot of new uh, information coming in about the like long-term health benefits of sauna. I mean, the, the, the kind of like more direct health benefits of sauna have been recognized by all the sauna goers for quite some time, because I think um, if you do the sauna right, you will definitely feel quite different afterwards. But uh, we've also learned uh, through kind of large epidemiological studies by, uh, by one research group operating at the University of Uvascula and University of Eastern Finland uh, in the past five years about the multiple different types of health benefits that can be achieved by going into sauna very frequently. Uh, so I think uh, they've uh, discovered that there's kind of a decreased uh, risk of different cardiovascular diseases, uh, high blood pressure, cardiovascular uh, um, or stroke, uh, different kind of neurocognitive, uh, neurocognitive diseases, and um, I think even um, some like forms of uh, mental disease. So it's it's um, it's been kind of surprising that how uh, large uh, effects uh, uh, researchers led by Professor Yari Laukan have found out about the different good things that sauna can do for you. I mean, it's it's not that, that there wouldn't, wouldn't have been evidence about the uh, benefits of sauna so much, but I think um, we are now much more confident that uh, frequently going to sauna will actually do you very good. Yeah, we went from a lot of people saying it and claiming it and feeling it, so now having some more academic proof of it. We've also heard like all-cause mortality uh, decrease from sauna, and but it's interesting to with the studies coming out and also interesting that a lot of the studies are actually from Finland. That's where yeah. more research has been done about sauna. Yeah, of course, uh, it, it's kind of controversial thing uh, to be studying sauna in Finland where everyone, uh, or practically not, not uh, everyone, but 90% of the population goes to sauna um, at least for, uh, once a month or uh, some people go to every week and some every day. But uh, I mean, the Finland is, it, it, it's kind of a problem because we don't, it's very difficult to find people who would not go to sauna at all. So in, in terms of kind of organizing this kind of randomized uh, clinical trial, it's actually difficult to, uh, because you have to, uh, if you're looking for long-term effects, you would have to try to find the people who never went to sauna, which is practically impossible. And, and then, then again, if, if you're looking for a more like short-term, uh, uh, you'd have, have to deny, kind of make a control group, which. Uh, people are prevented from going to sauna, which might also be kind of difficult because uh, for, for Finnish people, the sauna has many functions and particularly before pandemic, uh, it, it, a lot of the, there's a lot of like a social sauna going. So it's, it's not only uh, like for the health benefits, but also kind of spending time with the people you know. But now is it the social aspect? One thing I learned in a Finnish sauna that's a little bit different is that you're naked in a Finnish sauna. That's like a general thing that you're always naked in the Finnish sauna, or is it more like well, 50% of the saunas? Well, I, I think, I mean, we, let, let's start it from the fact that in, in Finland, uh, most of the saunas, I mean, we said that we have like those, uh, say, 2.5 million saunas. So uh, out of those uh, 25, uh, 25 million saunas, we have, uh, I'd say, 95% are private. So, uh, I mean, then we have like, quite a few public saunas as well. So the public saunas might have like different kind of dress code overall, but I think um, uh, it would be very difficult to find a Finn uh, that would uh, go, uh, use a swimming suit or anything else uh, when they go into their own private sauna. That makes sense. But so the That's public right. saunas, some people do wear clothes. Yeah, I mean, um, we have like a, it has been very, for a long time, it has been so that uh, like a swimming hall, some places like that, they have, uh, uh, they have like separate sections for women and men 
So uh, in, in those cases, uh, there's also the uh, general uh, recommendation is against wearing anything uh, for the uh, sauna. So that's one, one small kind of new, but then again, we've got these uh, more like a new generation um, saunas, which are, are mixed gender. And so in those uh, locations, for instance, in Helsinki, there's like Alasipu or Lulu Helsinki public sauna. So they uh, usually, um, or they basically require people then to wear uh, swimming suits to sauna. Got it. I know in Germany as well, there are many saunas where you have to be naked. And it's fun how our relationship to being naked has changed and how it is in different countries. Like in Denmark, yeah. you grow up showering like, well, with the same gender. Uh, but even when I was a kid, I think until we were 11 or 12, we actually had to shower together with the girls in school for gym. Uh, where in Australia, no one showers together. Uh, I remember yeah. like I had a friend from Australia that was like shocked coming to a Danish gym and, and even same sex, people were running around naked. Um, but that's a whole other uh, podcast yeah. about our relationship to our bodies and how that's changing and how we're becoming so afraid of uh, of the human body instead of seeing it as something natural. So you worked a lot on designing saunas. What yeah. are some of the key aspects? I know there's uh, one important thing is the oven um, or the heater or what's the correct sauna word to say? Yeah, well, I, I think it all depends. I think the heater is a good general term which I'd be using. Uh, I mean, in my uh, uh, book, I basically have been, um, I have this kind of model which I've been applying uh, for the structure of the book and help also, which I use kind of to understand if I, for instance, uh, if it's, if I'm not kind of looking at a brand new sauna or trying to figure out what's wrong with an existing sauna, um, my kind of thinking goes around like four different themes. Uh, one of them is heat, the other one is air quality. Uh, a third one is interior design. And then the fourth one is this kind of like a sauna culture or sauna company aspect. And together, these kind of four factors are something that I use to, uh, I try to use to explain why sauna feels the way it does in different ways. And uh, what is about sauna heaters? Sauna heaters is, is kind of, of course, integral part of the uh, uh, heat uh, experience. The heat is, uh, heat is something that, uh, it, I mean, it's, it's so, um, easy to approach. We, uh, when, when a person enters this kind of sauna room, uh, when, you, when you walk into a heated space, it's, it's uh, this kind of immediate embrace, you kind of feel it all over your body, whether uh, the place is like uh, warm, hot, very hot, or extremely hot. Um, you, you get different kinds of sensations, but uh, that, that's where everything starts from. And I think uh, particularly around Finland, there's a lot of, lot of like discussion and uh, talks about like heaters and such um, but I mean they are kind of uh, on the other hand they they're actually not that complicated part of the equation in some ways they are but it's, it's I think it's, it's relatively simple physics uh, you need a device that heats up the space otherwise it won't be warm because we have like a, uh, there's a definition uh, for the finish sauna which basically includes some uh, central elements that you need to have in order to have this kind of finished style of sauna. And it, it starts from having the heater, which has uh, so-called sauna stones in it. Um, the sauna stones are important for the practice that, uh, the, of how you kind of perceive heat. Um, there are several elements to it. Uh, one is that you heat up the room, uh, so there's warm air in the room, but that's not enough. Uh, the, usually the, uh, the whole cabin heats up. So there's kind of the uh, walls are also uh, kind of high temperature, so like, 70, 80, 80 degrees Celsius in typical Finnish sauna. So they, they are also kind of um, uh, radiating infrared energy to your body. And uh, that's important. Uh, but then uh, there's 
uh, like another important dimension is the fact that you have the sauna heater, which is equipped with sauna stones. And uh, what you do is that you, um, during the sauna uh, bathing, you pour water uh, on top of the stones, which I uh, think that um, in the Finnish sauna, we have several uh, uh, ways uh, how you perceive the heat. Of course, one, one thing is that you need to uh, heat up the uh, whole room, which basically means that all the surfaces, all the uh, kind of warm, up, warm surfaces in the, uh, in the room are providing this kind of radiant, um, radiating energy, infrared radiation. Um, if, if you sit on top of this kind of a sauna bench, uh, you, you uh, feel in your bottom, uh, so there's energy coming through that way as well. And of course, the, the whole air uh, where you're sitting, it's, it's also warm. But then final element is that um, because you have the sauna heater equipped with the stones, uh, one central part of the Finnish sauna ritual is that you pour water on top of the sauna stones. And what happens is that the um, when water uh, evaporates, um, it takes up a lot of energy from the hot sauna stones uh, that goes in, into the sauna air. So the humidity increases in, in the sauna air and uh, that creates an interesting new sensation on your skin, and uh, the, which is in Finland we call this lolu. And the lolu is actually also, uh, my original Finnish book was called um, uh, The Secret of Good Lolu. I didn't use the same word in English because I would have been quite uh, cryptic. But, uh, this lowly part is very central to the Finnish uh, type of sauna uh, because it doesn't really exist in all uh, some other sauna types. But uh, so this kind of characteristics of the Finnish um, sauna, it's the heater and the sauna stones are very kind of important central elements. But then, uh, <clears throat> then those create the heat. And just to ask, because the, I thought there's an electric oven you can get or electric heater and then a fire-based heater. Uh, and something about that the different um, heaters, burners are creating different, is it irons in the air or something else? Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that has been the kind of long-standing myths or this kind of uh, claims, but I think uh, it surfaced somewhere in the 1970s. But um, I did, uh, in my own kind of um, desktop research, if you may say so, for the books that I've written, uh, I've been looking into like a, not sauna specific studies about the properties of ions and um, I think the general consensus is that uh, even if the different type of heaters would be creating uh, different kind of densities of uh, ions in the sauna air, um, generally speaking, the, uh, the difference that the ions have for the human well-being are somewhat negligible or at least questionable in terms of like scientific significance. So I've basically, um, as I think about things currently, I don't, I really don't really kind of, uh, I, say I, I heavily discount the ion theory <laughs> of sauna air quality. Um, so I think there's there are quite a lot of more, more important things. For instance, uh, it was last year discovered that um, people have been increasingly uh, worried about the so-called fine particle emissions uh, that we get from burning wood. So because the wood burning heaters are quite uh, essential uh, in the Finnish sound sea, but uh, they, are, they are kind of uh, facing existential threat because in the all-around all uh, European Union, there's this kind of press towards so-called eco-design requirements for different wood burning appliances, which includes sound heaters. And um, they will be in the future putting up very kind of tight requirements on how well performing do sound heaters have to be uh, for one thing that so they shouldn't emit these. Um, I mean, they're, they're kind of, um, they have a lot of like harmful 
consequences if you have these uh, fine particles in the air, which are usually kind of, for instance, they, they are kind of cre also created by um, traffic and um, industry, heavy industry, but also like wood burning creates also those same, same particles. And so they are, they are kind of very much unwanted. And now last year, we actually, uh, there was a study uh, from the University of Eastern which discovered that uh, the wood burning heaters also emit some amount of the same fine particles into the sauna air, unless uh, they are kind of carefully kind of burned in before uh, later usage. So uh, I'm personally much more worried about those aspects than those ions. Got it. So kind of the older theory or some people believe that uh, wood burning is best because of positive and negative ions, where in your experience and the research you've done, it probably doesn't have that much of an effect that one oven still, what is it? Is it the electric one emits negative ions or positive ions and the other way around? Yeah, I think that that, that, that was that was the hypothesis of actually some kind of like a preliminary finding, but uh, yeah, I, I it's uh, the evidence is so uh, kind of scarce that I wouldn't even want to talk about that anymore. Yeah. Because there are, I mean, if we kind of look at part of like the big picture of the sound air quality, which I generally think is very important, what we'll find is that um, people who, um, if you kind of heat up saunas uh, with wood burning heater, uh, like the ones that are being currently used, I mean, the, uh, the Finnish uh, wood burning heater uh, scene totally uh, kind of was changed after the Second World War. So it was actually quite important effect about the whole Finnish sauna changed quite radically actually in the 1950s to what it's uh, basically, so, so the current Finnish sound has only existed from like say 1950s to, uh, to this decade. But mo most important thing about this uh, kind of uh, wood burning heater is the fact that it uh, creates a huge um, airflow because uh, if you burn one kilogram of wood, uh, that will con uh, consume one uh, uh, cubic meter of air. And when you actually need to heat up the sauna, uh, it'll take about like uh, uh, at least five or six uh, kilograms of wood uh, per hour, uh, if not more, can be easily even more than that. So it basically means that there's huge amount of air going through this uh, uh, sauna heater appliance. And that I think is, is the kind of primary uh, reason why people usually perceive uh, much um, like um, comfortable air quality when they're inside uh, like this uh, sauna cabin that has a wood burning heater. Whereas the these like electric heaters have been usually, I mean, the, the, the whole reason why they exist was that, uh, was that they, uh, people wanted to build saunas in locations where you couldn't have a wood burning heater for several reasons. And um, some of those kind of, uh, the problem is that uh, even though it's, it's totally possible to design a sauna uh, with an electric heater that works extremely well, and you can have a nice sauna experience in there, but it's also uh, unfortunately kind of very easy to get it wrong. And I think um, it's more about those kind of um, failed cases that have given the electric heaters their bad reputation. But I think this is um, pretty much like a unique Finnish problem in a way that uh, elsewhere in the world, I think uh, there are locations in the world where you can't really operate a wood burning heater. For instance, the UK, uh, it's mostly forbidden to use a wood burning heater. So there's, the question doesn't really emerge. But so it's also interesting, as you're saying, that it might be more polluting to actually have the wood burning heater. Has the Finnish been like uh, outraged if they're going to start uh, saying in the EU that they're no longer allowed to uh, to use their saunas? Or what do you think will happen there? Um, well, 
I think we're going to wait and see. Uh, it's, not, it's, it's less than two years until the uh, new requirements will uh, come in force. But uh, the, the funny thing is that no one really knows what the new requirements are going to be like and how they will uh, affect the industry. Because in Finland, we've got this kind of quite exceptional situation that we've still got like um, uh, almost 25 companies all around Finland that are producing uh, sauna heaters. A lot, of, a, lot of the, a lot of those companies are producing wood burning sauna heaters. And um, yeah, the, the current outlook, no one really knows uh, how, how the future is going to turn out. Um, it's going to be greener, uh, but it also probably means that there are going to be much fewer companies that can actually provide these um, kind of cre uh, clean burning uh, sauna heaters for the fact that it's actually much more difficult nowadays because we have this kind of so-called eco-design um, directive already in effect uh, across EU, uh, which has set requirements uh, for like uh, regular stoves or uh, this kind of um, uh, chimneys, but it's not uh, yet being applied uh, to sauna uh, heaters, but it will in one way or the other. And uh, be interesting times. So then we'll see what, what kind of a movement there will be. But uh, unfortunately, the, the wheels are already in motion. So it'd be interesting if they want to ban the ones that have already been set up. But uh, it makes more sense that it's probably going to be for the new ones. Yeah, what? yeah. The so, thing is, uh, it, it's it's going to be kind of renewal. I mean, no one no one's going to be kind of uh, uh, putting up any aggressions towards the old ones. But they probably need to uh, have some like motivations for people to switch into the new ones. Yeah, makes sense. And it's interesting with many things we learn more than we figure out one we thought it was it was good for one thing but it's bad for something else like air quality right so yeah um, yeah i guess it's yeah, i think i i was just uh i've been writing a story about this uh about the, the kind of history of the finnish uh, wood burning heater which uh, as i said changed radically in 1950s there was an interesting period because the finnish uh in its change because there was the second world war uh there was kind of a uh, in Finland, Finland was uh, fighting the Soviet Union, uh, but we were also fighting a war against this uh, like um, a typhus uh, fever, which was spread uh, because of the uh, kind of um, a small bug uh, that lived um, like lice that lived uh, in uh, clothing. And uh, we had to develop a certain type of like new type of a, a sauna heater in order to uh, provide uh, circumstances where we could use sauna as a disinfection uh, solution. So we could. Uh, uh, effectively kill uh, the box and their kind of um, eggs uh, from those equipment. Got it. So and at, at, and at, at the funny thing is at the same time, what, what happened elsewhere in the world, they were using DDT, uh, which was later on banned because of, of its lot of uh, negative things, but it worked as, as a charm against the same problem. Uh, elsewhere in the world, uh, but uh, in Finland, we, we used sauna and elsewhere in the world, they were using like chemicals. We, uh, we learn a lot. What are, if we just speed up some uh, some quick fireside questions? Um, best wood materials are important for like creating a good uh, indoor environment. Mm, well, I think I mean the part of the Finnish sound uh, definition is that uh, it has some like like a wooden covering. So, uh, and I think in Finland we've been traditionally using materials that are um, that are like local. Uh, so pine and spruce, aspen has been have, have been the kind of a um, typical choice, just because that they've been available. 
And I think it's still kind of goes on. Well, nowadays we have, uh, at, at some point we have this kind of uh, ash also became very favorable. So, uh, I mean, the wooded interior in sauna is, is uh, has several benefits in, in, a, in a way that it's also kind of uh, the wood is uh, relatively good insulation material. So um, it's, it also makes it sound a little bit more ecological. And uh, uh, it's also uh, has this kind of hygroscopic uh, properties. So it's definitely a good choice. I mean, uh, and that's why it's, it's been pro prominently used in Finland. Although we, we do have like, I mean, for instance, Russians have been building their banyas uh, for ages uh, with uh, like uh, ceramic tiles and this, this different type of material. So uh, uh, it, that's also possible. So it's not necessarily to construct a sauna uh, with wooden materials, but it's, I think it's, it's preferable. What wood would you use if you were building a sauna tomorrow and you had unlimited budget? I, I think I, I, what I'm kind of looking uh, for the next sauna is probably that I'll be using um, like um, uh, thermally treated aspen. And how cravers? Well, I just basically like uh, like the natural looks of it, and also the um, uh, thermal um, so-called thermal aspen, um, thermal pine. Are they both supposed to have like uh, very good qualities when it comes to uh, um, like durability. But just it's kind of like a factor, whatever whatever stuff you put in, in a sauna uh, setting, it has to be kind of, uh, it has to tolerate uh, big temperature changes over time. Of course. And how about glass? So for example, one of my friends is looking at uh, building a, a private sauna and it's going to have a big glass party, but they want to make sure it doesn't condense and you can still look out and look at the beautiful view. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's usually not a problem. I mean, uh, once the sauna heats up, there's not going to be any condensation. Uh, I think the condensation is, is a matter of when you have uh, surfaces that are cold, uh, which you can't heat up. Uh, but I think in the process of heat, heating up a sauna, uh, all the surfaces will, uh, unless it's it's like, um, unless you have something like um, a concrete or a very huge brick wall, those kind of uh, surfaces won't uh, warm up very quickly. Uh, particularly during like colder uh, times of the year, but uh, normally that, that's not really an issue. Due, due to the fact that the uh, Finnish uh, saunas usually have quite high temperature. Are there anything to be aware of, like if you have someone building a sauna for you that have never built a sauna before? Things that like you really don't do, like you end up building like a toxic little box. Yeah, I think uh, there's there's quite a few uh, quite a few things to take into consideration. I think uh, first of all, you have to always kind of obey uh, the kind of laws of physics in a way that uh, all of the Finnish saunas uh, they they have benches, so people are sitting uh, seated much more higher up than they would not do in normal room, and that's because when you heat up a sauna, uh, it starts to heat up from the top towards the bottom. So uh, and uh, naturally. Uh, you as a person going to the sauna, you want to be uh, in the warm place, not in the cold place. So you kind of uh, re uh, create a platform where you can uh, raise, elevate yourself to the level where it's actually warm and where this uh, nice uh, low loop will be located. So that's uh, that, that's probably one of the things. Then the other uh, very important thing is to um, observe, of course, the materials that you're going to use to sauna. Uh, as a uh, funny anecdote, one of my friends uh, was in Shanghai, and then they decided to build a sauna uh, from the local resource materials. Uh, they decided to use uh, eucalyptus uh, for the uh, wooden panel. Well, it looked nice. Um, it had a quite nice smell when it was in the room temperature. But what happened? 
when they started heating up the sauna is that it actually uh, first uh, started to resemble a little bit like uh, this um, like a steam bath with this very strong uh, incense. And then it uh, eventually when it reached this kind of typical sauna temperature, uh, it was totally intolerable. Uh, so there's the amount of like um, uh, this kind of, I'd say gas, but some kind of a, like uh, some vaporized material out of the eucalyptus wood uh, made it totally impossible to be in the sauna. So uh, they had to uh, redo the interior in order to get rid of the eucalyptus and use uh, other type of wood material, which didn't uh, do these funny things. Then there's of course, um, like matters of fire safety and also uh, the fact that uh, if the Finnish sauna is used in the way I described earlier that the people create lölu uh, by uh, pouring water. It we call that sauna goose in Denmark. I'm not yeah, sure if yeah. you heard the name. Yeah. Sauna yeah. goose, I think in German. Yeah, and in, in, in German, there's talk about this alf goose, uh, which includes the same same ritual. So, uh, uh, so the important part there is that when this happens, um, there'll be uh, quite a lot of moisture in the air, and this humidity uh, doesn't like to stay <laughs> in one location. But it, it tries to go everywhere it can. So you actually have to uh, take into consideration, partly if you're building a sauna indoors another, uh, or inside another building, uh, that how will you do the ventilation in order to prevent, uh, uh, prevent any kind of trouble, uh, like a structural damage that might incur uh, from, uh, from this uh, leaking humidity. So I think those, those are the basic things, but there's, there's quite, a lot of, quite a lot of small details that really come into play when you're trying to um, ensure that you have like a safe, reliable and um, pleasurable sauna. Yeah. It's definitely growing a lot in popularity here in Denmark um, after the lockdowns. Well, just before the lockdowns and after lockdowns, many people want to do winter swimming. And for that, it's also nice to have a sauna afterwards. So everything from cars that can like have a sauna to like trucks, to uh, to these saunas being built around are increasing in popularity. Yeah, I think uh, one sort of like argument that I uh, you asked me earlier if, if if there's any uh, questions I should answer, but there's one one comment I definitely want to make about this kind of connection of um, uh, the health benefits which people are kind of consciously looking for out of sauna, and then the quality of saunas is the fact that one kind of a, a clear signal about all the research that has, has been done. Is that in order to kind of get these uh, great health benefits out of sauna, it, it's best that if you attend the sauna rather frequently, uh, like three or four times a week. And uh, it's kind of quite simple question or simple math in my, my mind. Uh, think about that if you actually need to do something like several times a week, uh, would you rather, uh, for uh, for instance, if you, if you like, uh, you need to go running three or four times a week, would you rather use uh, very bad, uh, poorly fitting shoes? Uh, which will always kind of hurt your feet, or would you rather kind of get the best possible shoes that make your running uh, kind of as comfortable as possible? Same thing for sauna. In order to kind of make, ensure that you actually do and like to go to the sauna, maybe even every day, if, if you're a very lucky person, um, it's definitely necessary to make sure that the sauna conditions and the sauna is of the highest possible quality so that you actually can stay there and kind of enjoy your time there every day. Otherwise you probably won't be going to sauna that often if it feels very kind of painful. So my kind of, uh, my kind of personal uh, meter or the only one like the metric that you need in this regard is the amount of time that you can spend in, the, in your own sauna. 
if uh, if this kind of um, metric goes between beyond like 15 minutes, then the summer is fine. Uh, anything almost anything be uh, under 15 minutes uh, is not good. Uh, particularly if it's uh, like under five minutes, uh, then it's total failure because uh, you can basically forget about getting any kind of health benefits at that time. Yeah. What are some of the easiest wins in regards to building a good sauna? Like some simple things that might not cost that much money and you do it once and it's just easier. Well, I think uh, the funny thing is that a lot of it, like doing sauna, um, designing good saunas is not that, uh, also, let's put it this way. Uh, doing construction of a bad sauna and a good sauna might, might not be that much different. It might take almost the equal amount of uh, time uh, and effort in order to create these two designs. Uh, and the material cost uh, is probably going to be negligible, particularly when we've been looking at last, like a brand new finished uh, small house saunas, which are quite expensive. I'd say that people spend about, when, when they construct a new house, which would be like, let's say uh, 300,000 euros, uh, the amount of money that they will put in the sauna alone will be about like 20,000 euros or something like that, if you kind of uh, take everything into uh, consideration. And the difference in this scale, if you have this to do this kind of good sauna versus bad sauna, uh, the difference in price will probably be like five, 10% at maximum, probably even less than that. So, so it's actually are, not. What are the main things that, that make the difference between the good and the bad sauna? Yeah, but now, now, now the actual the difference uh, is in the design and in the details as always. So uh, I think one of the uh, kind of major things, if I said that those are like three things, there's heat, air quality, and interior design. Uh, the kind of biggest problems I see usually are in the air quality. So the, uh, all, all type of saunas require some kind of ventilation and um, it just can't be any kind of ventilation because uh, if it's uh, poorly designed or poorly constructed, the ventilation won't do the almost anything so not good you'll just end up with sauna that feels um, more or less kind of uncomfortable and disappointing okay. and how do you ensure good ventilation for example the sauna that i goes to have a little hole in the in one side of the truck is um, it's some saunas that are being set up uh, once a year in the winter time and then the, the, these trucks that are being set up so it's not a wooden sauna inside like the interior is wooden but otherwise it's like, it's a, what do you call it? It's not a car, but it's kind of like when you see these um, trucks, uh, they have this like a uh, big part that you can roll in. Um, and then ventilation very much comes from people walking in and out because there's so many people using them. So sometimes they're like not that warm because there's constantly someone walking <laughs> in and out uh, and yeah. jumping into the cold water and then coming back again. Yeah, um, yeah that's 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 an, another kind of design thing. I mean, but so but keeping the sauna warm, that's part of like the heat equation, which you have to solve separate. And I, I, I know that uh, locations which have this kind of like in Finland, there's uh, the ice swimming is very popular. Uh, or winter swimming, uh, depend, if not every year you have ice, but this year we've had a lot of ice. Um, that is very challenging environment for heating the sauna and keeping the sauna warm, but that's like one problem. And then the air quality and ventilation is a different one. But uh, this is, I, I, I usually can describe this a little bit like a chess, so that uh, once you make one move, for instance, deciding what type of heating solution you have in the sauna, uh, you, then you need to make a like, different kind of adjustments in your game when it comes to ventilation because the different type of heating uh, solutions require different type of ventilation solutions. That makes so there's sense. no 
so there's no kind of one uh, so uh, one fits all solution. So, so you true. cannot just tell me like get this ventilator and then it's going to be fantastic because it needs to. Yeah, fit unfortunately not. Unfortunately no. not. I mean, uh, it, it begins uh, from how you're going to heat up the sauna, which is I mean, if you have these like uh, a lot of people in Finland, we have like uh, six hundred thousand uh, cabins or cottages uh, where people spend their summers mostly. Some people also live there almost all through the year. Uh, there, people like to use wood fire uh, uh, heaters mostly and that's a different story but when, when you're back home in a small apartment where you have your small electric heated sauna then uh there is a totally different solution usually uh, because it's it's tied then not to the heater alone but also the whole infrastructure of the building makes sense what about infrared saunas is that something you look into as well or you only look at not only but uh, you focus on normal saunas well, I think there's a there's like a spectrum that we have. There's like this uh, Finnish type of sauna, which is characterized by this uh, heater thing and the sound of stones, as I said. And in a way, I'd like to say that is the definition of sound. Then we have uh, devices which are not sound. For instance, the infrared cabins or any different kind of infrared heater uh, solutions. Uh, of, of course, there's like a middle ground. So, that, uh, for instance, the Finnish company Harvia has been selling uh, the concept of hybrid sauna, which basically is a combination of having having uh, like this kind of stove uh, heater sauna uh, in combination with the infrared panel sauna. But the kind of uh, the what do you think is... about the hybrids? Because I've, it sounds like more is better, but that's not always true. But yeah. uh, the idea of stacking both an infrared sauna and uh, or infrared cabin and a sauna sounds good. Well. I mean, I think the added value is somewhat limited because uh, the reality is that, as, as I described before, that how the heat actually works in the Finnish sauna is that even in very difficult, uh, like standard Finnish sauna, we still do experience the infrared radiation and actually quite a lot of it. Almost, I think, uh, in most of the approximations and calculations that I've seen, approximately like uh, 50% of the energy. Uh, the heat, thermal energy that we receive in our body in, uh, in a Finnish sauna is also infrared radiation. So actually, uh, the infrared sauna is actually more like a like poor man's version of the Finnish sauna. So what have the people uh, misunderstood? Because I spoke to a guy as well, uh, Simland, uh, who is this Estonian guy that also loves saunas. And he said, if he had to choose only one, I think I remember right, he said he would take an infrared sauna over a normal sauna, if he could only choose one, but he would like to have both. What will someone like him have misunderstood since he is saying that? Well, I, I mean, uh, the infrared sauna is, uh, or, uh, let me call it infrared cabins are a little bit kind of um, different in a way that they are much more flexible in, in locations where you can install them. I mean, um, there are, there are occasions where it's quite impossible to have uh, uh, like a proper uh, Finnish sauna installation. So I think those cases, it's, it's totally fine to be excused. But as, as I said, uh, you can basically get uh, in, a, in a Finnish sauna setting, you can uh, achieve uh, infrared sauna type of experience quite easily uh, if you just don't apply any water. If you, if you just heat it up and keep it dry, um, Particularly if the sauna is small, the experience won't be much different than being in an infrared sauna. Cool. I'll stick to uh, the sauna that I have close by. I don't have room for an infrared sauna yet either. Uh, they're actually building a new sauna uh, in two years' time uh, where I live. It's going to be a really big project. I hope that they consult someone like you or someone else. 
to make sure it becomes a proper healthy sauna and that the ventilation is uh, is proper in the oven. Um, but I'll try and see if I can get a hold of them to make sure that uh, it's mm-hmm. not just going to be a beautiful so. architecture, but actually a well-designed sauna. Hopefully it will be. The people that are involved are very passionate about saunas and sauna yeah. goose and, uh, and the whole culture around it. Yeah, I think uh, it's it's been actually a little bit of like I'd say sad development in Finland over the past twenty years. If we look at the saunas that have been built in private buildings, that uh, we've had, uh, I'd say the, the biggest innovation or changes in the Finnish sauna uh, have happened in in the private area have been happening uh, in the way people, how people kind of decorate or do the interior design, particularly using materials and like different kind of uh, uh, treatments and like coating uh, for wood. Because it's been, um, it hasn't been very long possible uh, to treat uh, wood materials so that they are any different color from like traditional wood. It used to be all transparent, but nowadays you can kind of um, camouflage your sauna in any color you like. I've used the illustration uh, example from um, uh, in Finland. There's uh, the Burger King restaurant have their own private sauna, and they they've been using the Burger King uh, brand colors to decorate that. There's actually I don't know if it's going to be, uh, uh, but you can basically see the colors here yeah. in this image. And um, yeah, you can do that, but I, I, I don't think you sh- we shouldn't do that. So uh, a, lot of, a lot of the attention in the Finnish um, sauna building ha- uh, area has uh, gone into the uh, creating kind of flashy, uh, good looking saunas, but uh, there have been a lot of compromises than how they actually work. So. Um, if you ask me whether I would like to have a sauna that looks good in the pictures or, or, or that feels good when you're actually in, the, in it, I think the choice is pretty simple for the latter. I definitely agree on that. Lastly, time is running, but uh, one question I haven't asked you, but I need to ask you about is the hat that you're wearing. Is that like a traditional Finnish hat? I know the answer, but uh, please help enlighten the, the listeners. Yeah, this uh, this is a felt hat. I think that felt hats are kind of uh, common, particularly in the uh, Baltic countries and also Russia. Um, this actually, this hat actually comes from a um, um, Russian bonnie that's located in San Francisco. Uh, so <laughs> it's kind of a weird incidence that I'm, I'm wearing it today because uh, sauna hats are actually not that common in the Finnish sauna culture currently, uh, for the fact that in Finland uh, people usually use quite, quite like moderate uh, temperatures in the sauna and uh, also got a moderate amount of steam or lulu so it's not really necessary in most places to use sauna hat whereas it's a little bit different in some other places where the saunas can be very hot or humid and they're protecting your head is kind of good uh, security in order to be in the sauna for a long time so you can be longer in a sauna and you can also be longer in the cold water if you have that kind of hat yeah it's it's a trick that i learned yeah, yeah, it kind of helps because your head is so kind of important a place where the heat exchange happens. So uh, it, it also a little bit similar kind of thing happens happens in sauna if you kind of uh, if you're sitting or if if you're in kind of a laid back uh, position, it kind of changes things quite a lot. So Leslie, anything that I should have asked you about that we didn't get to talk about in regards to sauna today? I know we could probably talk like for for days about sauna and the design and so on is something you're deeply passionate about and spend so much time on? Well, I think um, for any, anyone uh, who's new uh, to sauna or has had like very um, haphazard or random experiences, I think the most important thing to take in consideration when you are 
uh, kind of starting or uh, restarting your sauna path is to uh, try to figure out and find kind of sauna, uh, um, sauna environment circumstances that are kind of suitable for you. Because it's, it's not, uh, I mean, in Finland, people do have different uh, preferences about sauna. Uh, there's no kind of a, I personally say that I'm kind of more flexible some, than some other people about what is the kind of like perfect temperature for sauna uh, or the right temperature. I, I don't think there, there is one. I, I'd say it's kind of like 55 degrees Celsius, uh, from 55 to 110 Celsius degrees is kind of, I think, okay. I don't personally enjoy the over 100 degrees uh, saunas at all. Some people do. And um, that's just fine, but I think it's important that uh, if you are just experimenting with the sauna, don't really kind of uh, read any Bible that tells you that you have to be in the 85 degrees or 95 degrees Celsius for 30 minutes in order to uh, do the sauna properly. That's not just right. Uh, you have to find the kind of um, solution that fits you. you. Kind of take your time and don't try to kind of uh, feel the social pressure. For instance, there, there are like uh, individual differences how you uh, start sweating. Some people uh, take more time when they start sweating, so it's um, very important that you don't really rush into very hot sauna if you're not uh, um, already in, in the condition that you can kind of uh, keep your thermal balance that way. So uh, know yourself. I think that's a, such an important advice, and the same thing goes for so many aspects of life. And that you might have read like this study is saying this and this is really good, but we are all different, so we need to figure out like what fits for us. Same thing with fasting, start slow. People that have migraine, if they start fasting for too long in the start, they will get migraine attacks. So yeah. same thing goes for sauna, ease into it. Same thing goes for Wim Hof breathing. Take it easy in regards to how long you have to hold your breath. So I really mm -hmm. appreciate that advice. Any, where can people find out more about you? Yeah, so uh, I think uh, I have this uh, website called saunologia.fi. Uh, where there's some amount of uh, English content, although it's pre predominantly Finnish stuff over there. Then I have, uh, for all those people interested in English material, uh, there's a whole book. It's av uh, available uh, on every Amazon as a print-on-demand book, uh, The Secrets of Finnish Sounder Design, uh, which is kind of introduction or, or rather advanced, uh, from introduction to advanced level uh, of sounder creation, uh, which should give you all in the necessary information that you need in order to understand what the good uh, Finnish sauna requires. So those are the kind of uh, place to get in touch. I'm available on Twitter, uh, also a Facebook page, and sometimes on, on Instagram. So uh, there you go. I'll make sure to link to that in the show notes. Let's you always end up asking my guest three advice for living a happy, healthy and meaningful life. It can be related to sauna. It can be some other life lessons that you had through your life that you've seen uh, a key for, for living a good life? Well, I think uh, in Finland, uh, it's natural to start from going to sauna uh, more frequently. Uh, the, the more frequently, the better. Um, drinking enough water and then sleeping. Appreciate it. I actually hear sleeping quite often in, <laughs> yeah. in the advice, whether it's... Uh, researchers, athletes, uh, and so on. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. I think there's, there's also, uh, there's actually a little bit funny uh, lack of evidence regarding whether, how much benefit you actually get um, to sleeping from uh, sauna, because a lot of people have, uh, there's been study about, like global study about people who are kind of sauna 
uh, enthusiasts, uh, they usually describe the kind of um, direct benefits of sauna as how it improves their sleep. But that hasn't been really kind of never scientifically proven, but a lot of people um, do uh, subjectively seem to uh, kind of uh, benefit quite a lot from sauna. But then again, you have to kind of consider the sauna is also exercising. So if you're trying to do the sauna lasting in the evening, it probably won't be the perfect match for your good, good night's sleep. That's what I heard as well, that uh, it helps, it loosens up, but that you don't want to do like two to three hours before bed, ideally for sleep. But uh, if you don't have an, a choice of uh, doing it any other time, it might still be better for your health in general. Um, but that's kind of the discussion is, uh, has not been, or the verdict has not been reached yet. But cool. Lassie, thank you so much for coming on this episode. I really appreciate our conversation. Pleasure. The listeners are, are really going to appreciate it. Yeah. Please be in touch uh, any, anywhere, wherever you are. If you have any sound-related questions, I, uh, if it's a good day, I will be able to answer you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Growth Island. Be sure to subscribe for more episodes on how to be the best version of yourself. And if you found this show helpful, then please leave us a review so more people will learn about the podcast or share with a friend who can benefit from it too. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.